0: This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Baruch <clears throat> <clears throat> HaMahBohm, welcome everyone. We continue in Masech Tehiv um, We're up to Daf Kuf Chaf Amud Bays, The Gemara asks the Sira. Because it said, That if uh, somebody sees a body and they testify about simanim on the body or on the kalim, uh, you can't testify. That implies simanim are not conclusive. They're not to The Gemara but it says if you find if the shliach finds a get in a purse, in an arnaki, in a money belt, in a ring, or among his kalim. Uh, he could use that as proof that it's the get that he was supposed to deliver. So we see Simanim Ardai Raisa. The Gemara says no. It could be it's Machloikis, Rebbe Lezer Ben Mahavai and the Rabbanon, because Reb Ben Havai says you could be made on a Shuma. So don't they argue whether Simanim Ardai Raisa? And the Gemara brought different lashoynoy. The first one is that the the Machloikis is whether Simanim Ardai Raisa or not. Then Rebbe said everyone says Simanim Ardai Raisa. So the question is whether a Shuma. <coughs> is, uh, could be replicated if the guy is Ben-Gilai. Bottom line is, we're now delving into the first Lashon of Rava. The Gemara says, We're on the second line, And according to the Lashon, that Rava said that Simanim are biblical. According to that Lashon, that Rava said Simanim are biblical, meaning everyone agrees the are da'iraisa. I hokatani But it says in the Mishnah that you can't testify based on uh, simanim on his body or kalim. But I thought simanim are da'iraisa. Says Gemara, there's simanim are simanim. Yeah, it's my wallet. How do I know? How do you know? Because it had money in it. Oh, whoa! What a good simin right some simanim are so generic you know it's like that bad Shebe Bracha speech we're here today to celebrate the marriage of Ruven and rachel and marriage is based on giving and they should build a body. You, 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 you know it's so sappy it's you know the guy didn't even prepare he just he just googled shavabrakhah taira and so there's simanim but these are not conclusive simanim I just came back from a shavuot brachas, so that's why I'm bringing that as an example. Somebody uh, called me to a shavuot brachas. I said, "Call me one minute before benching." You know, I got to prepare the shir. So, anyway, so the gemara says, um Simana are not necessarily conclusive." You know why? Because he says that uh, gufai de'arich v'gutz. What? The body, meaning the body. He said that uh, the guy was uh, tall or shoo, short. Caleb, when he t- talked about the kalim, um even though he gave more conclusive simanim, but the chayshin and the sheila, <laughs> Just because he says these are his, because, uh, um, um, excuse me, kelem, you can't testify that this person died Based on the, uh, kalem that he was wearing, the clothing, because maybe he borrowed someone's jacket. Says the Gemara, really? There's such a possibility? Um, there's a concern that you might borrow something? How could you return a donkey? By someone giving identifying simon about the saddle. But maybe the, don- the owner of the donkey borrowed the saddle, right? Now that we say that there's a possibility that somebody borrowed something, so then how is borrowing, how could you return a lost item? Let's say a, sa- a, a donkey based on the sun. maybe the saddle was bo- uh, borrowed, it says Gemara, people don't ba- borrow a saddle. It causes it, it, it's abrasive. It's it's gonna uh, cause. It's gonna rub the the donkey. So a personal item like a toothbrush or undergarment that you might borrow. But for your for your donkey, you're not gonna bat, borrow a saddle. Um, says the Gemara. I. But by the case of get, we said that if you found the get kosher bekis tied up in his wallet of arneki, or in his purse of a tabas or his ring he how could you return it but maybe the get is not his maybe it's uh, maybe the the wallet or a purse or a ring was borrowed I understand you're not gonna borrow a you're not gonna lend a saddle of a donkey but these other items might be lent, might be borrowed. It says, no. Tabas Khay if you're not going to lend, lend a signet ring, somebody might forge with it. Kisva arnechgi, a wallet, we were talking about an empty wallet. People were very uh, superstitious about that. Menachshi inshi, people are superstitious. Veloi mushli, and they're not going to lend out a wallet. say if you want, you could say. Kelav Bechiyuri Vesumki We're really not worried somebody would borrow kalem, And that's why you could return a, a, a donkey based on the saddle. We're not worried somebody would borrow something. However, the reason why the Simanim on by um the reason why the simanim on the guy's kalim are not conclusive is because they, they gave very generic uh, simanim, namely bechivari Vasumki. white or red. They just gave a color, and therefore it's totally not conclusive. Now this is very interesting. We're going to need we're going to need the help of our uh, team of physicians for this Gemara. Uh, may, maybe just explain to us how, let's say, somebody has a severed artery or um, blood vessel, could that be cauterized and the person be saved? I mean, could, what, do, what does that even mean? Could you burn all, burn an edge of an artery? So can you explain that? So anytime I'm doing surgery, there are times where you have to cut a vessel to get to what's under it, and not every vessel is required to be connected. Um, Typically arteries, yes, but veins, no, but if you cut an artery, what you do is you burn the edges and the the tube collapses upon itself, so if it's a hole and you burn it, it closes and collapses. But doesn't the blood need to go somewhere, I mean in an artery? No, no, it stops, it stops at that, where that clock. Okay, so where was it going? I mean, doesn't it have to circulate throughout the body? like that, then if you sever it and you don't reconnect it, then and there's no other arteries that can feed the musculature and the vessels, then the limb will die off. Um, So, when somebody gets an aortic aneurysm, for example, their artery pops that's in their chest going down the body. So, usually you don't catch it in time those people die, because they bleed out. Um, But during surgery or like somebody, like, a lot of cases people they get run over by a train and then their leg gets chopped off. Um, but at the, the speed and the heat that that happens, it burns all the arteries. It's soldiers, is a very common thing, that soldiers that were, in, like, in the Iraqi war and Afghanistan war, if they step on a landmine, their leg gets blown off. Why did they bleed death? Um, their arteries are all exposed. Because it burns everything and those arteries kind of collapse. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in, during surgery, if you cut an artery or a vessel, you can just cauterize it. Um, many times it needs to be repaired, but not every time you have to repair every vessel that uh, um, gets cut. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. That was brought to you by <laughs> the Medical Associate Association of San Diego. Okay, thank you. So the Gemara, the Mishnah said, that even if you saw somebody with a a mortal wound, you cannot testify that they died. They go we're referring to that as Meguyad, someone with a mortal wound. Says the Gemara, Lamemra de Guyarchai, that implies that someone who has a severed um, a, a mortal wound could live. Rashi translates Meguyad as Goidu Ilanu cut cut. That somebody who has a serious, severe sever, that implies in the mission that the person could live. Uraminu, we're going to ask Astira because it says in Nazir, uh, and this is quoted in Nazir, it's a mission in Oy A person does not contaminate until a soul departs. Even if he is... Severed, even if he's has a mortal wound. says even if he's in the throngs of death, which implies, okay, we know he's gonna die. Timuyla Matami is not Metame yet. Hamechay Laicha, but he's not gonna live. Because he's not dead, but he will die. So here it says Maguyad will die. Am Rabai La Tasha Rubshmala Zara one is Rub Shimallah, one is Rabanda Tanya. Meidan al Maguyad you're allowed to testify at someone who has a mortal wound, you can't testify about someone who is hung. That's the position of the Rabbanon. You, you could be made on a meguyad because he's definitely going to die. But Reb Shimon al who who we are saying is a ton of our Mishnah, Reb Shimon Al-Azhar, you can't testify on somebody who has a severed limb, or not a severed limb, but someone who has a something severed, a mortal wound, It could be burned. And like Dr. Pichos explained that when the blood vessel is burned, it's sealed shut. It's cauterized. Is that what it's called medically? Carterization. I know sometimes people have nosebleeds. So they say, okay, you know, the way they treat it is sometimes they cauterize, you know. I guess that's the most innocuous uh, (laughs) type of um, cauterization. You know, so. Yeah. You can you can stop a bleed from pressure. Let me, like, so, like, you can take a belt and let's say somebody's leg got cut off and they're just bleeding out of their leg. So you so wrap it, it up. up. You wrap it. You wrap it tight and, and and it creates pressure and then it stops bleeding. I mean, we brought that up, you know, with the guy in the tzitzis. The guy took off his tzitzis too. Right? And then the other way is to burn it. And that's important. You know what I'm saying? You know, somebody has repeated nosebleeds. The doctor okay, you know... I guess as a last resort, they could... Uh, okay. So that's the opinion of Shem al Says the says, Can you establish our mission like Shem Lazar? But in subsequent Mishnah, it says later on, this is... The story happened in Asya. The story happened in Asya. Somebody was lowered into the sea. The only thing they found of the guy was his leg. Okay? I don't know, I think that leg may have ended up in your office there, but um, the, guy, the guy went swimming and uh, they, we only found his leg. So the question is, is the guy alive? The rest of him is somewhere else. Is the rest of him alive or is the rest of him dead? So, if what's the leg got cut above the knee, the woman could get married because there's no way he survived the severed leg above the knee. If it's below the knee, he can't get married because he could survive. Now, if Rib Shimon al subscribes to cauterization, then you should be able to cauterize above the knee. Now, medically, can somebody survive if he got a, if his leg was cut above the knee? Can that be cauterized or not? I'm sorry, I was distracted for a second. <laughs> Can someone who has their leg cut above the knee? The train so the two things is above the knee is a very big artery. It's called the femoral artery. And if that gets cut, you have, it's very hard to even cauterize that. Why it's so big? Diameter of the its tube, so the diameter of the tube is very large. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not easy. It's much harder to quarterize the Well, the, the the Gemara is is uh, the Gemara is assuming that if we're going to say Reb Shimon Alazar agrees that someone with a mortal fatal wound could be cauterized it should apply even if it's cut above the knee, right? Right. That's Yeah, this the Gemara assumes. Yeah. That's what the Gemara assumes. yeah. I mean, if you have a good—it sounds like if, if you have a good vascular surgeon, he should be able to save somebody. I mean, look, there are people who have legs amputated above the knee, right? Right, but there—the notching there is when, when you're amputating a leg above the knee. What they do is, when they get to the vessel, they tie it off, and then they cut it distal uh-huh. to it, so that the bleeding just stops right where they where they tied it. That's the above the knee. But they do it more often in vascular surgery where they do a bypass. If somebody, let's say, has a blockage in the vessel in their leg, they'll cut the vessel in two parts and they'll bypass it. hmm blockage. But it's much, it's much harder to do it above the knee in, in a traumatic situation that the gummar is not, not, not in a surgery. Right, situation. right, right. Now the gummar says something. You'll tell me what that... Well, even if you could cauterize... But not if, not if it gets wet. Shani Maya de Marzumaka. Water is different, it aggravates the wound. Now, is that medically uh, consistent? Yes. So, so, let's say somebody, in, in, let's say in the operating room, I had to cauterize something and it stops bleeding. And then let's say I wanted to rinse out the area afterwards. Um, you know, I would have, put in a screw and there's some, like, maybe a little fragment of metal and I want to rinse it out. So many times the quarterization will have gotten lost in that Uh rinse. It will remove the clot that was created in the vessel, and you may have to re-quarterize it more. So what it 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 um, softens the hardness of the of the seal. But that's that's right. But that and that that it softens the hardness of the seal. But in the case of the Gemara where somebody fell into the water, I'm I'm assuming it it doesn't quarterize to begin with. No. Right, no, but it sounds like he could have been medically, some, or, or maybe the trauma of the, of the wound may have uh, somehow sealed it. But the Gemara says that's not, the possibility of survival is not likely in the water. It says the Gemara, who had many travels and journeys, he says, I saw an Arab, he took a knife. A sword Vegai de Legamle and he chopped off the leg of his camel. Vlay Afsikte Linaaruse and the camel did not stop his moan until he died. I Meaning he died immediately. So we see that. A wound on the leg, even in a dry desert, it's gonna kill the camel. So, killing the camel, it will kill the man. It says Gemara, Amar Abaye, Hahi, Kachisha, Havia. It was a Shvacha camel, but a healthy guy could survive. Ravah Amar, Ravah says, a completely different answer. You know what Ravah's answer is? Rava says, I'm um Rava Amar The Gemara had a Kasha that the Mishnah implies you could survive a Maguyad. Ay the Gemara says but there's a Mishnah in Oyalais that says Um that someone who's Maguyad will definitely not live. So Gemara says someone who's Maguyad will not live. Someone who's maguyad will not live. However, here we're talking about in our mishnah, where the guy was maguyad with a blazing hot knife, a blazing hot knife, while it will sever, will simultaneously cauterize. So that's why you have to. Everyone would agree you can't testify the guy died because it's likely that he didn't die from such a a, a wound. Yeah. It's interesting in the Zimran Chul and Dav Zayin that Gemara shaila: if you shecht with a blazing hot knife is it good? What comes first? The death or the tarfas? Meaning the blazing hot knife will burn the simanim but what comes first? The shechita or the terefa? The Gemara is assuming that the burn of the trachea and the esophagus will kill the animal. I guess there's no cauterization when, when you chop off someone's head. You know, it's not gonna help. Even if it's cauterized, you still need it to be attached to a head. Okay. The Gemara continues. The Gemara says, you see in a while, you see a bear eating someone, you can't testify they died. That's only if the bear is not eating the guy's head or heart or intestines. Vital organ. I'm Malcolm Shnayvshayoytza, but he's eating uh, the guy something uh, something critical. Me, then you could testify. I asked the Gemara. I'm Rabbi Huda. name is Shmuel. Shachat by Shnayim, my rov If someone had two of his simanim, trachea and esophagus, or majority of both of them, ubarach, and then. The guy who was shechted ran away. You don't know where he went. then you could testify. Meaning, this shows that if you if you if someone shechted a vital organ, um, you have to assume the guy died. but the not so. Let's say someone shechted two simanim. Or the majority of two, the ramos, and in such a state, he hinted. The amar, you know what? Kiss, we'll get list you write a get for my wife. Hare elo yechtavu, they can write a v'yidnu. So we see that the guy is treated as if he's alive, because if he's considered like he's dead, then we wouldn't write a get and give it. So Gemara says, look, right now he's alive, but we can, we know for sure he will die. So right now the Gemara is saying that somebody who has two of a simanim shechted, or majority of shechted, is considered alive, and we assume he will die. It says the Gemara, If that's the case, then someone who shechts the simanim of someone else, should go into galos. Al Allah Matani, why do we learn in Abra'i? ainu goyla. Because we don't know, maybe the reason he died is for some other cause. It says Gemara like this, We learned about this, Someone who has the majority of a simanum we know for sure he's going to die. But you still don't go into Golis, if you did that to someone else, because, because Hashinan Shema Haruach Bilbaltai were concerned maybe the wind confounded him. So in other words, you definitely caused 99% of his death. But the wind may have knocked him off complete, the, the final 1%. And even though if you would have done it by Mazid, you for sure would have been considered a murderer. But you're exempt from Galas, because you're only Chayiv Galas if the wound that you inflicted by Shagek did 100%. So if you would have done it intentionally, you would have been Chayiv Misa. But since he did it unintentionally, the fact that it wasn't your sole responsibility means that means that um, you don't go into Galas. <speaking> Inami, <Spanish> or Shema Ihu, Kirev, Misa maybe he himself um, brought his own death sooner by uh, by you know, shaking and, and, uh, and being mefarkis, uh you know, by, by just, you know, uh, moving around. So again, if you would have done a Pamezid, you would have been a murderer. But since you did a Peshuggi, you don't go into Goss. So Gemara says, what's the Nafkamina what we're concerned about, whether the wind or, or moving around? It says, Gemara, you shakted someone in a marble house, so there's no wind, but the guy was moving around pirkes and he was moving. You shot him outside, so there's wind, and he wasn't moving around. So the bottom line is, interestingly, that someone who has the majority of the Simanum did does not, um, you could testify that they died, they have no way to survive. On the other hand, someone who does the shoyeg will not go into gallus because there are other factors that may contribute to his death, and that is enough to exempt you from gallus. Okay, Blessed Hashem. Next week, I have to figure out what I'm going to do. I'm away from Wednesday and on, so I may give the Wednesday night share Tuesday, which leaves me only Monday to give the eon share. I mean to give the Daf HaShvu Sunday. I'm speaking somewhere, so I might have to do Sunday and Monday, Sunday afternoon and Monday. We'll be we'll be with Kasher, okay. And then the following week uh, we should be good. Okay, everyone. Kol have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. And thank you, Dr. Phil. Yeah. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by Torahanytime.com.